a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Everyone wants to be liked and feel good when walking in a social event and date, but for some of you, that is easier said than done. And, you know, what happens is you might want to improve your social confidence, let down your defenses, and show yourself as you are. This takes courage. So, you you know, you want to be a part of the social scene, You yet you risk saying or doing something to attract negative attention. It's a dilemma many wrestle with as you prepare for a night out while a voice in your head worries about how you will come across, what to say, and if you will be good enough. And perhaps you shut down thinking you'd be much better off just staying in. And whether you consider yourself an introvert, have social anxiety, or have a hard time reading or understanding social cues, a lack of social confidence can feel really debilitating. I know this working with so many clients and they say, you know, I'm a confident person at work. I'm a confident person when it comes to sports or whatever is going on in their life. But when it comes to social stuff, they get in their head and how this can really impact their dating life. So you might stop yourself from saying hi to someone in line because you don't know what to say or you find it exhausting doing small talk. You might divert your eye contact with a cute guy you see in fear of being rejected or feeling stupid. And you might have long pauses while on a date because you're in your head ruminating about what to say next to keep the conversation going. Worrying about feeling confident and comfortable in social situations can be overwhelming and it can prevent you from having opportunities to find love. Now, as most of you know, before COVID hit, I'd often go out and do my wing gal sessions, both with you know women and men to help them gain their sexy confidence and create opportunities to say hello to people, to meet people while you're out and about. And I would say nine times out of 10, most people lack the social confidence because they were their worst enemy. It wasn't anybody else. Everybody and anybody would say hi to that person, but they would stop themselves. So I did a lot of coaching around just preparing people to relax and get out of their head. I'll never forget this woman I was working with. It blew me away because when we sat down and I was interviewing her, because I always like to take a good history being the therapist that I am, I I couldn't get over how much social anxiety she had because here's this woman. She was beautiful, successful. You know, she went to really good schools. She had her life together. She even had a lot of friends. But she said, Kim, I can't walk like into a date, into a social event without having complete anxiety attack. And so I said, well, the best way to get over it is to expose you to those social situations. So she was scared to death. And I, you know, of course, held her hand as we walked into this huge convention (laughs) right afterwards. And she actually signed up for this convention. And I said, this is a great way just to get your feet wet and 
perhaps meet a couple people before the weekend really kicks off. So we walk into the doorway and she sees all the people and she stops in her tracks. And I could see like her palms growing sweaty and she's looking at me and she starts like hyperventilating. And she's like, Kim, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I said, what is going on in your head? And she said, well, I'm just worried. Like, look at all those pretty women over there and everyone seems to know each other. And I don't even know what to say and look at me. And so again, she was getting in her head. So we did a couple exercises together and I, you know, she took a deep breath and I, I have this whole formula that I teach people. It's called the social engagement formula and helping people get out of their head and more into like heartfelt, emotional storytelling conversations. And so we, we went in and we started practicing and we were navigating the room and all of a sudden I see her relax and she's having conversations. And before I knew it, there was like a slew of guys around her, you know, and she could not believe, she's like, Kim, this never happens to me at home. Like you talk to these people. I said, I I don't even know these people. But what was so beautiful is at the end, she said that, um, well, she went through the whole conference. I, I got an email from her a week later. She said, Kim, that was the best conference I've ever had. Not only did I make new friendships with other women, but a guy asked me out and we're going on a date this week. So, you know, these kind of things happen all the time. And a lot of times, again, you are your own worst enemy and you just never learned how to have that positive experience and exposure to get you over the hump. And everyone lacks confidence in one part of their life. And, you know, it, that confidence, I believe, has to do with experience. So if you had a lack of experience, or maybe you labeled yourself shy, I see a lot of people and they mislabel themselves as shy. It's only because they weren't exposed to it or they had negative experience around it. So with me today, I have another expert in the field of improving confidence to help drive a great discussion and how we can have more swag in your step in social and dating situations. And I like when I had him come across my inbox and my email, I was like, oh my God, we're going to have to (laughs) allow a lot more time than a half hour, but we'll see we can get done. He's been guiding men to accomplish their goal with women, health, fitness, and career since 2008. He's been doing this a long time. He founded Inner Confidence, which is his company, to show men exactly how to create the lifestyle of their dreams in a way that actually works. No quick fixes, no magic pills, no BS, just tested proven and easily implementable advice that works. He brings dignity and ease to traditionally taboo interactions, no funny names, no pickup routines, no fake stories, tricking women into liking you. I love him already. Just a hundred percent real attraction because that is what it's all about. And he has worked personally with over thousands of clients on six continents. He hosts a great podcast called Leverage Podcast, which I have the privilege to be on as well, and a popular podcast over 10,000 downloads per episode. Welcome, Robbie Kramer. Hi. Thanks so much, Kimmy. Appreciate the introduction. Yeah. No, I'm so excited to talk to you. And, you know, I'm curious because I saw like you were a golfer and I'm, I'm trying to understand the segue. <laughs> I would love to um, like know more about how you got into all this. Yeah. Um, I was a golf geek. That was my life basically as like a, you know, a teenager going through high school and even into to university, I got a scholarship to play golf 
And my life was just like, you know, live, eat, sleep, golf. Um, and then I was like, oh, there's also these women I'm interested in too, but I have no idea really like what I'm doing when it came to dating. Ah. Um, you know, I had, I had a girlfriend in high school and some sort of things in college, but especially after I graduated and I got into the work, you know, the nine to five sort of office work field, um, I had no idea what I was doing when it came to like actually dating the, the whole idea around, you know, you're supposed to go on a date. What are you take her to dinner? How do you ask her out? Uh, you know, all this, this, these weird sort of this new experience because in college or high school is more just like, you know, you're hanging out with the girls in your social circle. And sometimes that just transitions into a hookup and then you're dating and that's about it. But once I was out of college and working, I was just totally confused and had no idea what I was doing. I felt a huge lack of confidence in that area. I was also a little bit overweight, um, you know, because I was basically spending every day golfing and walking, you know, a few miles on the course. Now I'm sitting in an office and, you know, before I knew it, I was like 15 pounds overweight. And that was like a huge lack of confidence that stopped me from feeling, you know, like kind of worthy of the girls that I was interested in. So I found this whole crazy world of, you know, dating, coaching and advice for men back in, I think it was 2003. And at the time, there was just a lot of goofy stuff on the internet, of course. Um, pick up advice, all sorts of random weird stuff. Sorry, there's a Mexican like food truck. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> like right on cue, they're celebrating your... <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. so annoying. They've got these loudspeakers and they drive by. Oh my God. All right. It's almost gone. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was funny. <laughs> um, right. I thought I'm they were coming to, to serenade you. I, yeah. I, was, I was ready. I was totally ready for it with the mariachis. <laughs> yeah. Traveling. It's got one of those giant loudspeakers and they're just blaring. Come get these tacos. Anyways. Of course. Of course they are. Like right at that moment you were about to. Yeah. By the window. Um, so what was I saying? The, uh, totally lost my train of thought. Well, you were talking about just like here you were, you were a little overweight and you were oh, right, you know, right. doing yeah, a lot so of walking and yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, I was overweight. Didn't feel confident. I had no idea what I was doing. Found a bunch of stuff online. Um, and to me, it was my kind of my segue, if you want to call that interpersonal growth, I was totally just unaware and unconscious of how I came across to people, what my behavior was like for the most part. I mean, I wasn't a social idiot. I was like a normal dude, but I never understood that you could actually improve your confidence. You could improve the way you communicate with women. So it was like this, I had this, you know, light bulb moment where I was like, wow, I can actually improve and use this to like become more social and have more fun. So for me, it, it kind of occurred as this huge, like, you know, door opening opportunity. And I became obsessed, just completely obsessed with social dynamics. Um, it replaced my golf uh, obsession. You know, it was kind of around that time. I was like, all right, I'm not going to be a pro golfer, but I just became totally obsessed with social dynamics and how you could improve your confidence how you could use it in business to, for sales and marketing and just sort of, you know, the power of persuasion, dating, you're selling yourself. Um, so I just became a, 
you know, just obsessed with the subject and studied from anyone and everyone I could find. And um, I just really enjoyed taking the risks that I was prior to that, just totally terrified to take. Like I was so scared of rejection. The thought that even a girl that I was interested in knowing that I was attracted to her made me Mm. uncomfortable. I had no idea of kind of expressing that attraction in a way that felt authentic or natural because I was rejected. And like, you know, we all have our, or some of us have our stories in like seventh grade. I asked a girl out, she said, no, I made up this big story that I'm too fat and I'm, you know, not good enough for women. And, and so it was, um, there's just like a very long and interesting, but cool healing process to get over some of that past trauma followed by just thousands of, you know, in like basically out and about, um, approaching women, getting rejected, uh, learning what worked, learning what didn't work, and then coaching uh, friends and then later clients through that same process um, to build the confidence. And as you mentioned earlier, confidence, you know, a lot of the time we think of it as, oh yeah, we should just be confident or we should have confidence. Oh but my God, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just have it. You can't just be like, okay, I'm going to be confident now because you know that you're not. You know that you're totally. like totally full of shit. Um, so confidence comes from stacking wins. And that's it in my, you know, in my opinion, like you cannot be confident unless you feel that you're going to succeed at that thing that you're doing. So if you tell someone just like, oh yeah, just go talk to her, you know, and be confident, man. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you love it? I know. (laughs) Well, if I knew how to do that, I would do that. (laughs) Like that's the thing. Well, I wanna, yeah. yeah, I want to stop for a second because one of I, I'm those of you who are like watching this on YouTube, I think, especially if you're a woman watching this, I think a lot of women are amazed to hear this because you're a really good looking guy. And oh, yeah, and, and, and it's just and it's like the woman that I was talking about in the beginning, in the beginning, you know, I think a lot of times people think, oh, well, that person's good looking. They all have it together and, and that kind of thing. And I was wondering, you know, back then when you were just really worried about saying anything and worried about rejection, what was going on in your head? Like, how did, how did that really affect you? And how, I know that the social dynamics and being obsessed and helped you get over it, but I just wondered, you know, that conversation that was going on in your head, because I think that's important for people to hear. Yeah, it was a really good question. Um, It, it was just a bunch of thoughts of why it wouldn't work out, um, uh-huh. yeah. why I wasn't good enough. And this was all happening unconsciously. It, it, and it was mo- mostly just like a conglomeration of fear or fear-based thoughts. Um, you know, there'd be, I'd be in an event or I'd see a, a girl I was attracted to. And there was that feeling of wanting to connect with her, wanting to obviously like, you know, experience that that relationship building some sort of relationship and just being completely stymied of not knowing what to do. Like, should I talk to her? What should I say? When's the best time? And then usually doing absolutely nothing. Or if I was introduced, it would be a feeling of like, Oh my God, I'm going to say the wrong thing. So then I would completely squelch my authenticity or self-expression and end up coming across as like this shell of who I knew I was. So I had this feeling that like, I'm such a, you know, I'm a pretty cool guy. I'm like successful, blah, blah, blah. But no one sees that. 
So mm. it's all being wasted. And if I had a way to present like who I really was, then I feel like I would be doing well, but I didn't. So that was the big disconnect was feeling that like I just had no real way of, of getting through that gap of, you know, the way I was coming across versus how I felt. So I, I felt decent. Like I felt, you know, like I was someone that had something to offer, but not being able to present that was really the breakdown, I think. That's a really good distinction. And I just think it's so helpful for both men and women to hear this because it's funny, you know, men always are so surprised that I coach women because they think like, what do you all have to worry about? We're the ones that have to approach you. And then my, my ladies are like, they, they are so surprised to hear these insecurities coming from guys because we all think we're the insecure ones, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think what, you're highlighting also is that this is not gender specific. Like we all have those insecurities and gremlins going on in our head that really can stop us fast in our tracks. So I, I love this conversation, but anyway, continue. Yeah, story. It, it, no, it goes. <laughs> yeah. and, and the same thing, cause I work with mostly men and you know, we think, Oh, you know, for women, they just, you know, look beautiful and we do all right. the work and blah, blah, blah. But like, <laughs> What do they have to, what do they have insecurities about? They're gorgeous. Like why, why would they, you know, why would they have any insecurities? Um, and it's amazing what, you know, you see like these big, strong, you know, tough, scary looking guys. I've worked with Navy SEALs before and the telling them to go approach a girl, they'd rather, you know, be on the front lines of a battle facing bullets than oh my actually going up and saying hi to a girl in a bar a lot of the time. So it can be extremely intimidating. Um, if it's not something you've done before or something, or if you have no, like no idea of kind of what you're doing. So one big thing that I like to do, the thing that really changed things for me was having some sort of, um, you know, you can't be a script, you know, yeah. and, and winging, totally winging it doesn't really work either. So for me, it was finding kind of like a structured way to, you know, first with the training wheels to have interactions, you know, to go up and approach a woman or start a conversation and that, you know, using those training wheels and using some of those exercises, I call them social freedom exercises that Mm -hmm. allowed me to feel a lot more comfortable and confident, um, to go and, and start having conversations facing rejection, then realizing that like, okay, rejection is no big deal. Rejection is also kind of fun. Um, it's an amazing way to learn about yourself and deconstruct your ego. Um, and, you know, there's so many sort of analogies and metaphors of how you do one thing is how you do everything and how that affects, you know, just something as simple as going up and saying hi to a woman that you find attractive. Um, so I had, you know, to continue my story, I spent years uh, basically, you know, traveling the world, um, meeting women, uh, helping clients do the same and setting up kind of a, a lifestyle that allowed me to you know, to really try to enjoy my life as much as possible. So I, I went to Eastern Europe, um, fell in love with the culture there. I have Ukrainian roots. So I was, uh, and in that environment, I felt more okay with taking bigger risks just Mm. because I wasn't home. Um, you know, I didn't really know anyone and I can go and, and, you know, kind of use it as my social laboratory uh, as a way to, to test a lot of the stuff out. Um, so I spent a lot of time in Eastern Europe. I spent a lot of time in South America, lived all over the U S um, 
and kind of found a way to to financially set up uh, a business in a way that allowed me to do that moving and uh, just kind of live like the digital nomad sort of lifestyle. So I, what tends to happen when I work with guys is, of course, in the beginning, you know, most guys that they just like me, we're clueless when it comes to fashion. We, we're not taking very good care of ourselves from an image perspective. We don't really know what's going on. Um, and then it kind of transitions from you know, communication skills. Texting is a huge thing that a lot of guys struggle with that that can be, I feel like if you can understand that, that makes a huge difference, just that digital communication. And mm. then it gets more into sort of designing a lifestyle around, you know, how you want to live your life, where you want to live, what you want to do, how your career fits into that. So that's, uh, that's basically been. (laughs) That is awesome. And I love that you travel to all these different places. And I actually, that brings me to a question. Did you find that there were some common challenges that all men had when it came to their social confidence? Like, you know, just like all over. Yeah, basically kind of, well, it's interesting anywhere that was formerly a, uh, a member of the British empire, right? Some yeah. a, a colony of the British empire, men struggle with women. And I really? think, that, yeah. So Australia, Canada, the U S uh, South Africa, obviously England, Great Britain. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the, the culture, um, mm-hmm. some of the, some of the gender dynamics, some of that stuff. Um, the only places in the world where I really have they have very few clients and don't really see struggle is somewhere like Italy. It's very rare. Yes. Um, it's, uh, yes. okay. Y'all, if you haven't <laughs> been to Italy, like if you're a woman, especially if you want to really know how sexy a man can be with you, go to Italy. Like they <laughs> have got it down from the eye contact to like their body language. Like they literally almost dance with you with their body language. And they're so comfortable, I think, in their skin totally. that I, it, it is, it's a great model for people. And I think the, also the Latin American um, yep. c- cultures also Brazil. are very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have a hypothesis because I found the same thing with, you know, my coaching clients is that in those countries, not only are they comfortable in their skin, but they also, they, they can express themselves. Like they're not, they're not shy about saying what they want and how they feel. And it's so like connected and endearing. Do you find that too? Totally. The the thing that I, cause I have, I have some Italian friends and they're all like, you know, Rico Suave, Guapo, whatever, you know, they're all just amazing. They just got it down. (laughs) They're like trained since they were a baby, I think. (laughs) Bambino. (laughs) Totally. It's because they, they celebrate like masculine beauty and masculine, like it's just a different celebration of, of like beauty. It's like the man is beautiful. The man is, uh, you know, kind of like celebrated as, you should love women. You should like be totally like Pippi Le Pew. You know, if you remember right. that old cartoon. <laughs> I can't believe you know that. I thought you were too young to know Pippi Le Pew. <laughs> uh, my favorite. <laughs> uh, awesome. um, and it's kind of the opposite. Like, especially, you know, growing up, I just remember that like, oh, if you tell a girl you like her, you know, she might think that, you know, like she might think you're weird or, or it was just, I had this, overwhelming fear of a girl knowing that I was interested in her, which obviously came from a whole bunch of sort of cultural things or, you know, 
my, my friends, my family, mm. you name it. But that's what I really see with most of the guys I work with is that they all have this sort of shyness or timidness of being like, yeah, I like you. There's nothing wrong with that. And yes. let's, let's explore that. And if you don't like me, that's okay. No big deal. Because that's how, you know, a lot of these, um, you know, the Italian culture, uh, Latino culture tend to like uh, Spanish guys usually don't have a lot of trouble with this. Um, I, it, but as kind of our culture is uh, evolving, there's more and more guys who are struggling then it's not like it's getting better. I think it's getting worse. <laughs> so I agree with that. Yeah. And by the way, like all of what you're saying is so true with women as well. And mm-hmm. I feel like, the common denominator in both genders is this kind of guardness and reserved kind of culture that we've had here in America. And like the, what you were saying in, in these kind of countries where it's not okay to, you know, express yourself that you have to like kind of warm up and then you trust the person and then you show that side of, of you. And I've seen this happen with women where, you know, they're scared to flirt and let their guard down in fear of dot, dot, dot. I mean, at the end of the day, it's what you said. Like, I think we're all so fearful and it's like, how can we get over those fears? Like, I was really interested in what you said. Do you have like social freedom exercises? Like, what are those? Cause I wonder if yeah. women could do that too. It's basically CBT, so oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which I'm sure you're familiar with. Saying it yes, uh, yes. So you're you, essentially you're just going out and doing things that make you uncomfortable in public um, mm-hmm. to get over your fear, and it's just gradual, incremental um, exposure therapy to <laughs> to yes. you know. So, for example, an easy one is you go into a crowded place and you just lie down on the on the street right? Like a walkway or a sidewalk. And yeah. you know, you, you just set, you set a little alarm on your phone. You, you stay there for a minute and just the anxiety that comes up with that. Cause you know, people yeah. are coming over, are you okay? Like does this person need like right. help. And the longer you, you basically just lie there, the, the more intense the situation gets. And then you just get up, like nothing happened. You walk away, but <laughs> that can be a very, like just doing that exercise can be a pretty intense experience for someone. So some people are like, yeah, let's do it. Other people are like, oh my God, this, that's too much. I can't do that. Um, so that's an example. I love that. And that's extreme. That's like, um, I've had people walk in an elevator and face the opposite direction. Like how weird is uh, that, right? Like like right. breaking social <laughs> norms, but doing it in a way that is fun. It's almost like an, an improv exercise, you know, like how can you have fun and be silly about it and not get so caught up in your head? And the more, yeah, like the, it's repetition. And by the way, CBT, he's referring to cognitive behavioral therapy, not the other stuff that you might be thinking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I totally, Totally love that and agree with that. Yeah. And and are there any other like exercises, like breathing exercises that you do with guys or stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so breathing, breathing is definitely something that um, I recommend. I'm not a specialist when it comes to anything like that. Um, but I, I've talked to a lot of people that can really help for me, uh, really help with that. For me, it was more of the just kind of these like silly or fun things you can do in public. I love um, that. There was like the lying down one. Um, there's just going up and maybe asking like a strange question. Like you walk into a McDonald's, you'd be like, hey, I'm thinking about buying uh, your store. Can I speak to the manager? And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something 
something <laughs> random like that. Um, uh, what are some of the other ones? Um, yeah, other sort of weird things you can ask, even ask a really sort of horrible one. I think this is the worst one is uh, asking people for change, you know, because oh. they experience what it's like that what homeless people go through, just the uh-huh. looks of disdain that you get from people like it's 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 really kind of confronting and interesting so I've got a list of about 25 of these um that I recommend people like yeah pick the ones that kind of speak to you and go out oh, and try that's these. great that no that's uh, fantastic I think both men and women should do mm-hmm. stuff like that you know oh, yeah. again it's getting into your your silly and not taking yourself so seriously and you know, I, I think both genders find that so highly attractive. I mean, you know, when, when a boy is boyish and a girl is girlish, you know, and it's like we go back to kindergarten and we play and we're sticking out our tongue, you know, like and going, I like you, you know, like it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. there's that sense of playfulness that I think also can help you get out of your head. Um, I have a, another like gender specific question since you work with so many men. Is there something that women can do to make it easier for you men? For sure. Um, women, I, a lot of the times they probably think that they're dropping these obvious hints. Oh, thank but, you. Yes. Keep going. But <laughs> yeah. Guys are missing these. And you'd be shocked just because a guy's good looking and dress well um, and appears to be like a really successful businessman or whatever. Almost the more successful he is, the less he's going to be able to read your subtle cues because he probably spent most of his time, you know, working on whatever that thing was that he got so successful at to really be able to read these subtle cues that women throw. You have to, I can't tell you how many thousands of hours I spent doing nothing, but, you know, basically going out and interacting with women until I, I was able to get these sort of cues, I think just on a level that most women just kind of understand that they're kind of like basic default. Um, right. That right. would be my guess. Like the, the, the subtle looks, like the, mm-hmm. when you approach a girl and she gives that little look to her friend, like, oh, this guy, we, we got like 30 seconds before we need to, you know, politely tell him that, you know, we don't want to talk to him. You can see that look in a second, but it took me years to develop that radar that like, huh. oh, okay. There's all of these, most of them are looks or body language sort of stuff, the way you're positioned. Um, if you're talking to a woman, right, and she's fully kind of facing you and she has this open body language versus if she's kind of talking to you over her shoulder, like, I'll work with guys. I'm like, dude, couldn't you tell that she was like talking to you like this? And like, do you think she liked you? Yeah, I think she liked me. Like, but it's usually the opposite. <laughs> usually she's, she's clearly like, I like you. And he's like, oh, I don't think she liked me. So that's typically yes. Uh, it's um, really good to hear, <laughs> you know, just from a guy's standpoint, because my women think that they're being obvious, and they're not. They're not. <laughs> and I always say what you think is being over the top is actually normal for these guys. So if you think you're oh, yeah. going like crazy and being highly flirtatious, they're reading it as probably like normal to low. So it's like crank it up. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like it, this is, I'm so glad you asked, cause this is probably the biggest way as, as a woman, you can, you know, stop feeling or maybe missing out on opportunities. I don't know how to, how yes. you describe it, but like yes. I had this guy, I was literally just talking to him before we, we spoke and he was like, yeah, I met this girl. Um, 
she she told me she had other plans, but she was going to cancel those because she wanted to go to the next spot where we were going to. She later asked me, she says, oh, I don't have anywhere to stay tonight. You know, she's just dropping hints. She's constantly touching him, flirting with him. And he's like, do you think she liked me? I think maybe when she asked if she didn't have a place, maybe she was thinking I, she could stay with me. I'm like, bro. Yeah, think? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, in her mind, she was like, I couldn't be any more obvious. And, and it still, you know, didn't get through. And this is a guy who, who does fairly well. Yeah. Um, well, and to yeah. your point, as we're talking about the social like confidence thing, I think also if you suffer from social anxiety and you do have that propensity towards like just getting in your head and that, that ruminating that you do, it prevents like guys or even women from being in that moment. So even if the the social cues or the flirting techniques are there, if you're so busy with your thoughts and worrying about how you're coming across, you might miss those social cues and again, miss that opportunity. So I think this is like really important for, for both genders to really like yeah. think about. And I think it's important to, you know, to first kind of trust your instincts. Yeah. I think we all have these kind of built in, right? Like programmed into us. Um, you know, if, if it seems like she likes you, she probably does. And that, that's what I tell my clients. And you, you know, you might as well take that risk because if you don't take it, you're still going to end up with, with the same situation, which is right. going to happen. Right. So right. if you like a guy and you're flirting with him and you just make it a little bit more obvious and flirt a little bit more, what's the worst case scenario? Like nothing. <laughs> right. You know? Like nothing's already happening. So you might as well make something yeah. out of nothing. Totally. <laughs> you know? right. right. I agree. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Well, I love this conversation and I'm excited to like, you know, kind of maybe do some more of this conversation on your podcast as well. Uh, are there yeah, any like sure. parting words of wisdom or things that you really want, you know, people to get when it comes to social confidence and even just, you know, what you do? Yeah. I mean, right now, given the pandemic and, you know, I think dating has been really difficult for people. Um, and I think a lot of people are kind of resorting to online dating quite a bit. Um, and I don't, I'm curious to get your take on this for women. Um, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll ask you for sure on our interview, but for men, it's become, it's just become such a crowded space that all of my clients, even the guys who have amazing profiles, you know, they're really good looking. They have every reason why they should be succeeding really aren't. So now is, is a time where kind of my, my whole theory when it comes to dating is if you kind of go against the grain and do what everyone else isn't doing, you'll typically have a lot more success. Um, so I just want to encourage anyone listening to like, you know, even in places where, you know, you've got social distancing and all this stuff, like you can still approach people. You can still meet people. And, you know, it, obviously you have to take it with your level of safety when it comes to, to this sort of thing. But I've got guys all over the world who are still approaching women, um, you know, going out there and, and doing kind of the, the scary thing. Um, and I think that's really, if, if you're willing to step into, your, into what scares you the most when it comes to dating, that typically transforms your experience. So just because there's a, you know, every reason why you shouldn't be social, if you are social, you're going to get that much more credit for it. So I, I love that. That's awesome advice. And you know, what you're talking about is a pattern disruption. And especially in this pandemic, you know, if you've already had like low so 
social confidence or social anxiety, the pandemic is exacerbating that fear of getting out, right? Because now you're in your COVID cocoon (laughs) and you're like really comfortable. And so like pushing yourself to get out and into the world and doing things and mixing it up besides online dating, what else can you do? Like, even though we have masks here, you can still smile with your eyes. You can still say hello, you know? And so I, I, I love that message. Yeah, totally. And I think that just to wrap that part up, the toughest part for most guys is like, how do you do that? You know, and one thing, um, you know, if you make your way over to my site, my my big thing is giving guys, you know, very useful sort of advice on how to implement this sort of stuff, because it can be, it can be kind of nebulous and out there. So, um, you know, how do you, how do you go and talk to a girl on the subway without it being weird, that sort of thing? So exactly. And what is your site, Robbie? Let everyone know how they can sure. find you. It's uh, innerconfidence.com. Um, and I always, I, I love uh, interacting with people on Instagram. So if you want to just chat or drop me a line, just find me on Instagram, Robbie underscore Kramer. I'm sure there'll be a link in the notes somewhere. So definitely. We'll definitely include that. Robbie, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad we connected. Thanks, Kimmy. It's been such a fun conversation. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you're listening to this and you realize you are having some anxiety around being social, and whether that was because you haven't been doing it for so long or you've always had it, and you really want to get back out there, I have two opportunities for you. First, hop on a free call with me, and all you got to do is click on the link that you see in the show notes to book it. It's just a call. (laughs) And if you haven't heard already, I have my very first masterclass. I'm super excited about it. It's for men and women. And we are going to talk about exercising that flirt and chemistry muscles that has been atrophied for so long, or maybe you never had it. And it's going to really help you get out of your head and start creating chemistry when you're on dates. That is coming up May 24th. I changed the date, so make note of it. And seats will be limited. So you're going to want to click the link you see in the show notes as well to be on the priority list. And then you'll get first dibs on signing up for this private class. And remember, it starts with you. And working on yourself is working on your love life. That's all for now. 